Previously on that Cthulhu John. So Thompson, you heard some footsteps running up from behind you in the dark. Then you see Skinny Joey coming at you. Hit him with that taser as best I can. So he gets stunned. You see him collapse to the ground, actually. From behind you, you hear a click. Unmistakable cocking of a gun. Detective, if I were you, I would stay very, very still. I attempt to put the revolver under Joey's arm. So uh, your gun is readied and pointed at him. He did not see it. You shoot, and then he falls to the floor. Your first mistake was shooting first. You cuff up Skinny Um, Joey? I'm going to try to drag him into the back seat. Where the fuck am I? Get me out of these handcuffs! Calm down back there. You've been listening to the radio so loud for a while, you didn't even notice that you haven't heard Skinny Joey talk in a couple minutes, actually. I adjust the rear view. His eyes are wide open, and it looks like he is staring blankly into nothing. Hello, thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, episode 59. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators. Chad? Thank you so much to all of our awesome listeners. I can't wait to use this new Cthulhu dice tower tonight. (laughs) Chuck? They're here! And Jenny? Hi. When we last left off, Detective Thompson was driving towards Walter's house where Heather is. He has Higfrit, or Skinny Joey, in the back of his sweet T-Bird. The problem, though, is that Skinny Joey slash Higfrit uh, has stopped moving in the back of the car. Thompson had sliced his coats all up the back and had rolled out the windows, letting the cold winter air into the back of the car. And right now, it looks like Skinny Joey is just kind of staring blankly into nothing. Snakely be chillin'. Uh, apologies for the heater. Um, so, does he just, like, look frozen? Like, just staring, like, with his mouth open, kind of... Yeah. Time stop, frozen. He looks almost frozen, like, in ice. He looks like he is just not moving one bit. His eyes aren't moving. He's not blinking. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's a decent outcome, I'd say, overall, if, it, if this is where it ends. Um, I mean, there's not much I could do. How far am I from Leonard's place? You've been driving for a little bit now. We're going to say that you are 10 minutes from Lenny's. Anything you want to do in that 10 minutes before you hit Lenny's? Any like preparations you want to do? Anything like that? I mean... Driving, um, I'll roll some of the windows up a little bit, maybe. Uh, I would like it to stay okay. cold in there, but I'll keep the cold wind from rushing in as much uh, if he looks like he's uh, going into hypersleep okay. or something. Stasis. That's kind of what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think I would just pull up outside the house, throw the hazards on, head toward Leonard's door. Okay. So you're parked on the street, there's... It's not a very big street as far as I remember. Right, yeah, you kind of have to pull up on the sidewalk to park a little bit. 
Okay. It'll, ideally, it'll be a short time, but I'd like to get as close to the front door as possible. Uh, roll your luck. When I see him, can I run across the street? Like, I was just peeking out the window until he... If you were looking out the window, absolutely. Yeah, until he pulled up. Oh, right luck. Dice tower. Failed me. Uh, 81 of 22. Not gonna happen. I gotta save. There's no parking anywhere on this block right now. Ideally, I just, uh, I was just gonna either just double park pretty much, throw the hazards on. Oh, okay. Leaving him. Total South Philly move. In the back still. Windows open. Um, and heading up to Lenny's door. All right. You get to Lenny's door. It is locked. Mm-hmm. Um, I immediately grab for my tool set. All right, you grab your lock picking set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this is your pretty standard lock. Give me a lock picking roll. You just have to pass. <laughs> 14 of my uh, 45 locksmith. Ooh, that's a hard pass there. Yeah. At least. So, yeah, you pop this lock open, no problem. Not the first time I've broken at Lenny's house. That's not true. <laughs> that didn't happen. So I just kind of open the door, put my shit away, and then go back to the car. Okay, so when you open the door, do you step inside or anything? No, I think I just, like, turn the knob, you know, enough to kind of pop it open. Okay. All right, so you just kind of open the door slightly. Yeah, these guys are snakes. Who knows what they do? <laughs> putting urns on doors so heather you see uh detective thompson double park and you see him go to the door looks like he's trying to get in okay i'll run over and like magic he snaps his finger and the door is open i guess by the time i get there he's already got the door open and is going back to the yes. car yeah so i'll just like meet him at his car all right so you guys get to the t-bird where do you go from there oh christ Heather, I didn't didn't notice you come up. Sorry. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I see in his car. I open the passenger side and put the seat forward, and um, I say, uh, "Higfrit, I believe." Uh, I start grabbing him and dragging him out of the vehicle. Are right, you drag him out of the vehicle? As you're dragging him, the coats that he's wearing start to tear away more. Mm-hmm. The first layer just kind of comes off. You keep trying to pull him, but when that first layer comes off, something falls out of his pocket. Hmm. Want me to scoop it up? You just hear it hit the ground. It sounds hard, something that hits the ground. I keep pulling him out of the car, kind of like, I guess, under the pits, maybe. Him facing away mm -hmm. from me. I think his hands are behind his back, cuffed. Yeah. Um, I say, uh, I don't know, something fell. Uh, here, there's a flashlight in my pocket, and I kind of motion to my left side okay since his handcuffs are behind his back i guess the, the no 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 because you cut it up the back so they can still kind of slip so off. they'd be like hanging around his arms yeah. like his lower arms yeah. and, and stuff yeah exactly right so i grab the flashlight and shine it underneath of him to see and like start looking around like where the curb is and the pavement to see if i could find what hit the floor Okay, I'm not going to make you do a spot hidden roll for this one because when you shine your light in there, something reflects underneath the car and it looks white but very shiny. Gives almost a rainbow glisten to it. Okay, um, do you have any gloves on you? 
not touching anything. It's freezing. You're not wearing gloves? I just ran across the street. I don't know. I was waiting for you. My pocket. All right. And I kind of motion. Just keep sticking my hands in Thompson's pocket real cash. Yeah. It's the uh, inside breast pocket of the long coat there. Some rubber gloves. All right. I put it on, which is so sad because can you imagine like the one fingers just flop? That droopy little extra bit. You, you want to put like a jelly bean in there? She doesn't have. By the way, speaking of that missing finger, Heather, little modification for you. Switchblade finger. It's actually your whole arm. Goes up to the shoulder. Yeah, it's your entire arm that's missing. <laughs> it's a cobra head. Where we got Heather modification. Here we go. So for that missing part of your trigger finger, you're going to take five points off of firearms. That wasn't that good to start. Yeah, I thought you mentioned something <laughs> about worse. that the other day. Or the other okay, so I have firearms. Did I mention that last I, episode? I think she might have taken some away already. No, I took hit points. I remember you took hit, hit points. points away. Um, you did text to remind you to tell me that, but I forgot. Okay, good, um, good, good. So since I have it checked because I passed something, but I don't have anything in it, so now I have 15. Is that what it, how it would go? Yep. Rude. That just means it's going to be easier to pass if we level up. If somebody knew enough about guns... Uh, would it be possible to modify one with like an extra hair trigger, right? It's super dangerous, but it's easier for it to use. <laughs> that would be a mechanical roll. It'd be a neat thought. All right, so I'll lay on the ground and I'll scoop it up from under the car. Okay, you scoop it up. Give me a natural world roll. Okay. Dice tower. Oh, 11. Mm. I only have the 10 that's in there, but I will use a luck point for sure. Point of luck to pass and mark it off. Nice. Okay, so Heather, this really is kind of your wheelhouse. This is an opal, but the sheen on it seems very strange. Like, not your typical kind of opal, but you do know that these stones are used for different kinds of... um, spiritual and holistic healing methods and things of that nature. The nobles are always beautiful if they're cut and Mm -hmm. of a nice variety, for sure. Give me a pow roll. Okay. Oh, shit. Heather. 72. Uh, What's your pow? 41. That, isn't it? Ooh. Okay. While you're holding this, you start to get dizzy. To the point where you're nauseous in your stomach and you start hearing weird voices in your head. Yeah, a lot of weird whispery tones in your head. Give me a sanity roll. When I had lots of points. (laughs) Seven. Whoa. Way to go, Dice Hour. That's my favorite number, too. <laughs> it's because it's pink. All right. So you pass your sanity. These voices in your head, they kind of bother you. You still feel a little nauseous, but then you clearly hear someone say, Who is that? Oh, you got an ancient cell phone. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you do? I repeat it back. and I try to do it like a snake. I said... Uh-huh. <laughs> I say, it's, it's me. 
No, wait. What's the guy's name? Higfrit? Who did I take on? Higfrit. Higfrit. It's Higfrit. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's um, sound pretty good to me. It's just like him. Yeah. That sound pretty good. I'm buying it. Yeah, fucker. What did we do for vocal impersonation acting. last time? With yeah, the acting. acting role? Um, <laughs> is there anything else it would fall under? I don't think so. Maybe charm or disguise? Hmm. Yeah, give me a disguise role. It'll be vocal disguise. I know we did acting last time. Chad did pass, but I like this idea of disguise as it. Come on, sweet dice tower. 94. Okay. Uh, after you do your thing, you hear one voice go, this isn't Hickfrit. Then you hear another one go, who is this? Where did Hickfrit go? <laughs> trying to figure out if I should keep Snake talking to them. I'm on the phone. Hang up. Get off the line. I have another call. <laughs> My little sister needs to use the opal. Mom, five more minutes. God. <laughs> uh, so you start hearing these voices as you're holding this Thompson, opal. Thompson, do you hear this? What? what? Um, <laughs> I'm dragging him toward the door. I'm still dragging... You're still dragging Hig for it? Yeah. All right, so you're still dragging him towards the door. Uh, you take a quick peek around to see if there's anyone here. No one's around. It's about midnight or so, and you don't see anyone on the street. It's, it's midnight on a on a Wednesday, or very early Wednesday morning. There you go. <laughs> you managed to drag this body into the house. Is that what you were doing? Yes. I'm assuming. Okay. When you open the door, uh, you get in the house. It is freezing in there. It's just as cold as it is outside. I suppose it might be. Um, you turn around and you see that the back sliding door is open. Still? Mm, rude. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I kind of just drop homeboy off to the side in the living uh -huh. room somewhere. I close that. Uh, I am wearing gloves. Okay. You know, it's cruising. It's been cold out. I've been driving around. I got you. No fingerprints? Uh, yes. Uh, so I close the door. Uh, turn on okay. a low light. Uh, Heather, did you go in with him? Um, I'm following behind him, but I'm talking to this stone. Okay. Then you hear someone go, let's trace it. Where could it be? Oh, no. Um. Wait, what, what did you say, Heather? Um. This, this. Hear what? This rock that fell from him. It's, uh, this opal. It's, it's, it's talking. It's, it's like another snake person. They say they're going to trace where this stone is. Drop it. Throw it. Bop it. Uh, Twist it. <laughs> um, I'm going to run down the street and throw it in the sewer. Bop it. Okay. All right, you chuck that thing right in the sewer. As soon as you let go of it, those voices in your head go away, and you stop feeling sick and dizzy. Okay. We should search... Um. Um, I'll check some of his pockets and uh, see if um, he's breathing at all. Put like a blade or something up to his nostrils or mouth. Okay. You put the blade up to his nostrils and you hold it there. You don't see anything uh, forming on there. No like condensation forming on there. But you hold it there for a little bit longer. And after 20 seconds... You start to see a very faint fogging happen on your knife. Okay. I need to get him 
away from the front of the house and somewhere more secure, I guess I'll drag him down to the basement. This Ooh. man needs himself okay. an ice bath. I say, uh, Heather, uh, see if you can find any rope or chain or anything around. Uh, help me out here. Uh, okay. Oh, I guess she she ran out the door. Well, I came right back, but I. Yeah. Is, is Chucky still in the car? No, no, no. Chucky, Chucky is in police custody oh, right. right okay. now. My bad. Yeah, so he wasn't quite dead after he got. I shot him. Uh, he shot at me first. Just trying to get that opal off of him. I mean, he probably has a tracker. Yeah. Although I don't know if he was any in any condition to be having a conversation. I mean, unless I suppose they probably have powers that we're not aware of. All right, I'm gonna run in Walter's. He took basement. a hit in the head, right? He was totally shot in the head, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I shot him in the head. He wasn't dead, but I don't think he's gonna recover that quick. So we can only assume that would be. <laughs> Um, somebody probably knows all these names. All right, so he's done. Probably wasn't him. So that could be Igthil, Glaxoth, and Calabal, all the other ones that are... Well... Igthil is the police, Rogfim is the sympathizer, Glaxoth is the mayor, Calabal is the assistant of the mayor. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we know how they've been contacting each other without being near each other, which would have made sense. However, if they can still trace that, they're they're coming here. I mean, this house of all houses, uh, of all blocks, they'll be headed this way. Uh, but I just remembered, I gotta move the car. Okay. So let's get this guy tied up okay. and I'm gonna get out and scoot, uh, find somewhere to park. Drag him down the basement. <laughs> thump, 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 thump. <laughs> I hang holding from under the arms at least. It's just his ankles. There's his, his okay. heels hitting Just the, his yeah. legs, yeah, hitting um, the stairs. Say, I could hold his I could hold his legs. Alright. No thumps then. If there's no like pillars or beams or anything that I can tie him off to, I don't know, maybe some sewage pipes or uh Uh there's the there's the bottom banister it? of the mm, stairs the you can tie him to. Mm, I don't know if it's that it sturdy is looking. What's, he, what's Lenny got in his basement? Anything good? So you have those, like, lolly columns in the basement? Maybe that's the second floor? Pipes? Probably got, like, a sweet bar and never used it. Yeah, there's some pretty hefty pipes. Then that's fine. There's big iron joints for the sewage. It works. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be good enough. I give it a little kick to see if it's sturdy still. It doesn't move an inch, yeah. Then I guess I'll... Leave his hands cuffed and try to tie him with something else. I don't want to put his hands around it in case we have to move him or whatever. Taping him to the wall. No. <laughs> tying him to the pipe. After you're tying him down. Not unhandcuffing him or nothing. Hands facing the wall? Yeah. Yeah, he'll just be like seated against the pipe or whatever. Gotcha. All right. So you do that. Uh, you tie him up and you still see that he still has that like mile long stare. Give me intelligence roll. Hey, Tiny. What? That's three zeros. I don't know. Yeah, no, you have no idea. What? What? Intelligence? I'm sorry. What? Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. 
I was going to try to give you an idea, but my look, I'm down there. I'm um, looking at him. I Yay! think, I think I just tied him off and, and ran up the stairs without a second thought to uh, move the car. I want to make him smell my shoe anyway. So. All right. <laughs> smell my shoe. Lick my boots. I passed sixty-one. Ooh, okay. So, Heather, you're not entirely sure on this, but you think that maybe, maybe if you warm Scary Joey slash Higfrit up a little bit, like he might snap back right into now, consciousness. That's I mean, kind of what it feels like. Do we want to warm him back up? I'll tell Thompson, like, I think he's just dormant from the cold. Snakes don't like the cold. If we, Do you want him awake? Should we plug in a space heater? Do you want to... I might have walked out the front door by now. Okay. No, I don't know. I ran up the stairs. Yeah. So, Heather, you, you thought it. about this. He moved his car. Mm -hmm. Yes. Came back. While he's moving his car, though, I do want to take my shoe off that has the spray that I got from the store, like the repellent, and see if it makes him, like, flinch at all. Okay. Oh, man. All I right. forgot about that. <laughs> I'm going to make him smell my feet. Smell no. my stinky feet, you slimy snake! <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't move or anything when you hold okay. your uh, shoe up to him. Alright. No reaction. So yeah, I tell Thompson when he gets there what I think about maybe if he was warm. Okay. I don't know. Do you want him awake? Isn't he better asleep? Do you need to interrogate him? I don't know if we want him awake just yet. I'm not sure if I uh, know exactly what info we want from him. If we can keep him like this, I mean, I don't know if he's going to die, but it seems fine for now, maybe. Tell him we got his walkie-talkie stone. Maybe we should uh, ask Walter and uh, get him to call his uh, wizard buddies. So, both you guys give me a, na a natural world roll. You first. 67. 69, dudes. 69. <laughs> no passes? Mm -mm. No. Uh, you guys are trying to come up with some ideas here. Uh, anyone want to push the roll? You don't have to. I'm just trying to think what bad you could do to us if I fail. That's the only <laughs> thing. Whatever it is, it's not going to be good. Right. And if you only got like 10, it's a 10% chance. Yeah. That's pretty low. I get some blankets, but not too many blankets. Okay. Oh, yeah, like layer by <laughs> layer? Just like... Like, I'll just give him a little bit, see if it like... I don't want him to wake up immediately, but like, I don't want him to die. A real slow mm -hmm. CPR? Opposites stay my ice bath idea. Just give him you know, some warm water in the bath. No, but I don't want to wake him up just yet because oh, I feel wow. like we still need time. But I don't want him to s slip into a coma and die. All right. Snakes are right. resilient. <laughs> so now that you guys passed the natural world roll. World uh, roll. World roll. That's what it sounds like slowed uh, down. 50% speed. <laughs> you guys <laughs> just going to leave <laughs> him here? Let's cut him up into a thousand pieces and just fucking kill him. Yeah. Um, what? 
Uh, well, uh, ideally, sure, but we would still have more to deal with. And for all we know, they're on their way here now. So um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to stay here and watch them. Go to Walter's, uh, see if you can get in touch with him, or maybe call Raquel. Okay. Should I not call from Lenny's? Then we'll know we're there. Probably not. Probably not. Just in case. If the, if the mayor and the chief of police are ophidians, then... Yeah, yes, Lenny's dead, but they might still be watching. You never know. They know he was up to no good, and they know he had pesky friends. And they would have gotten away with it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For that snooping Millie. All right, so Heather, you head over to Walter's house. Yeah. What are you getting there? I'm gonna, uh, uh, I'm gonna call Walter at the hospital. Okay. Walter, your phone rings in your room. It rouses you from your almost sleep. Your like grogginess. It is ten after twelve. He probably went to bed like almost two hours ago, so he probably gets startled awake. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh, hello? Walter. Walter, I'm sorry I'm sorry to wake you up, but uh, I don't know what to do. Thompson has Higfrit. Oh, shit. He sits up. At Lenny's house, and he got attacked by Mardok and Higfrit, and Mardok, the cops have him. I think he got shot in the head or something, but Higfrit's in Lenny's basement. We don't know what to do. Like, he's... He's, like, asleep, maybe dormant, maybe dead. Huh. Uh, well, I mean, uh, are you going to interrogate him? I mean, what, uh, are you going to, I don't know, do you, have, do you need some smelling salts or something? There's probably some in my first aid uh, bin in the bathroom. I mean, that's good to have. I'll definitely grab them, but I don't know if Thompson wants him awake now or just alive or what. I mean, should I call Raquel? I mean, I don't know what your your plans are. Are any of your nerd friends trustworthy? Uh, he says, I only trust Raquel, personally. Well, but, uh, I mean, do you have a plan of attack? Or, I mean, if you don't know what, what you're going to do, I mean, what, what would you tell her? Exactly what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh... Lenny's might not be the safest place. They already know about where he lives and had watched it before. I mean... They they have these, like, fancy opals on them, too, that they use as, like, tracking walkie-talkies that I threw in the sewer, so I don't know how long we have until they figure out the sewer down the street from Lenny's house is where he is. That sounds really dangerous. Um, yeah, I would say get the hell out of there and, uh... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if there's anywhere else safe. Uh, if they can track you guys, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's no point in going to my place. Um, maybe we could rent that seedy uh, motel that, you know, we had rented before. Um, kind of hold up there. Do you have bit. keys to the bookstore? <laughs> you do. It's like, uh, I do, but that's not... An yeah, yeah, that's stupid, that's stupid. Do. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could just go to my apartment. No, me. That's a whole nother monster that is tracking that place, so. Well, last time you were there, there was no problem. Okay, I'm just going to go back and tell Thompson. <laughs> I guess I'll call you later with an update. 
Uh, well, wait, you know, uh, while I have you on the phone, there is something else. Uh, I had wondered if you might be able to visit tomorrow if everything goes okay tonight. You know, they're planning on doing that skin graft, and, uh, you know, I can't take these books with me. If uh, maybe, you know, you could either pick them up or just kind of hang out while I'm uh, under the knife, so to say. Oh my god, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's all this craziness, I, I forgot. I'll definitely be there. <laughs> um... You know, I I won't hold it against you if things go awry tonight. Uh, I wish I had better advice for you, but... Well, you might have some advice for her there, Walter. Heather, did you tell him why you think Higford isn't moving? Oh, I just said he's dormant, but no, I will. Yes, I'll tell him. Like, okay, you tell him why you think. Yeah. Give me a natural world roll, Walter. Mm. I've been waiting for this moment. triple zeros <gasps> you have did the same thing to me on my first one Cthulhu oh, cursed so Walter you hear about this whole situation with the snake and everything and you're pretty sure it'll all play out probably and then he falls asleep <laughs> Heather and, and Luke are both uh, reliable and I mean who else can I trust aside from maybe Raquel but yeah, I mean, I think that might be my last thought. He, you know, he thinks those previous thoughts to himself, and he says, you know, Raquel is really the only other person we can trust. Um, if nothing else, I mean, maybe she has resources that we don't know about that she could suggest using. Yeah, I'll give her I'll give her a call right now. I, I just need someone to tell me what to do. Maybe, uh, you know, get out of there first and, you know, call her from a payphone somewhere else that you know, would be harder to track if they already have an idea or, you know, if maybe they know where you're at. Lenny's doesn't sound like a good place to be, though. No, definitely not. Okay, I'm gonna go tell Thompson or call Raquel, but I'll talk to you as soon as I we're safe. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, either way, give me an update as soon as you can. You got it. Good luck, Heather. Be safe. Okay. I'm gonna call Raquel right away. I know he said go somewhere else, but that was like two seconds. It was like a two-second phone call. Okay, you give Raquel a phone call now. It rings a couple times, and then you hear a very groggy Raquel answer. Yeah, hello? Raquel, it's Heather. I'm sorry to call you this late. Um, I don't know who else to call. Heather, what's up? What's going on? We have one of the snake people, Higfrit, in our friend Lenny's basement. Uh, he's like... Half dead, half alive. I think it's because he's cold. I, I don't know what we should do. All right, let me give her a natural world roll real quick. Calling in that lifeline. A four. Yes! She says he's dormant. Have you been keeping him cold? Uh, yeah, he like slid his jacket and kept the windows open. I, I Just for the drive, I mean. Yeah, we've been torturing him. Yeah. Are you planning on interrogating him? Possibly torturing him? I mean, I, I think he's planning on asking him some questions. The torture, I don't I don't know. But neither of us really know what to do right now. Well, if, you, if you're planning on interrogating him, you'll have to get him warm as quick as you can. If he remains in cold this bad, he could die. Oh, shit. Um, okay, I'm gonna tell them but i don't have much time because they have trackers on them they have these like opal stones that 
they can communicate through. One was talking to me as I was holding it. She sounds confused on the phone. She's like, stones that you could hear voices from? Yeah, I don't know. It fell out of his pocket, and I grabbed it, and I could hear, like, who is this? And I tried to imitate I tried to imitate their snake voices, but he didn't believe it. And he said, just, just track them. And he was talking to another one. So I don't think we have very long to figure out where to put him or what to ask him. She goes, you got to get out of there as soon as you can. There's no telling how quickly they can be there. I mean, should we take him with us? Do we bring him back to life and take him? Where do we take him? Do you have any ideas? Mm-hmm. Can we bring him to the school? Do you have anything there? She says, you could bring him to the university. I have the keys to the Penn Museum. We could probably go there into the basement and not be bothered by anyone. Do you know, like, what temperature we should keep him at so that he's not, like, violent or overpowers us, but he's still alive? She goes, that's, that's hard to say, but if you keep him this cold, he's going to die. Yeah, I guess I was just Warmer like, is better. Yeah. Yes. that. Okay, um, I guess we'll be on our way as soon as possible. She says, I'll go to the museum. She gives you the location of the Penn Museum. And uh, I'll have it open. Just come right on in. Okay, thank you. And then hang up, grab the smelling salts, and run over. I don't know why. Seems like a good thing to have. All right. So, uh, Thompson, One more you're time. in the- Let's say it like a lady this time. Oh, if he stays in the cold, he's going to die. No, wait. Did you try to do my Sasquatch voice? I don't know. I thought that was the best outfire impersonation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, hello. That's pretty good. (laughs) So, Thompson, Heather comes running back in. You hear footsteps from above you. In the meantime, Mm -hmm. I wanted to look out the front door and try to discern where she might have thrown that. Either way, keep an eye on the street. He's tied up for now, and he's got a light blanket over him. Okay, uh, so... I mean, she ran fast. Um, Forget what I... Heather runs all yeah. the time. What's her, what's, her, what's her move rate? I don't know. No, I do. Seven. That's not that I just fast. feel like she was exercising a lot in the beginning of this game. <laughs> before her life got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> I look around Lenny's chair before I do or anything, see if there's any firearms around. Ooh. Give me a luck roll. So look around and see if Lenny's pipes burst from leaving the back door mm-hmm. open in the freezing cold temperatures. <laughs> right. No. It, it, it didn't seem too bad in the basement. That is 11. Let's pass. All right, so you passed your luck. How much did you pass by? I rolled 11 out of 22, so that's, um, it's half. That's a hard pass. All right. So, what does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) Let's go to Mr. Keeper. (laughs) Mr. Keeper. What does a hard pass mean in luck? You find two guns there. Oh, neat. Okay. Let me... Many two guns. You're going through his stuff. Like, he has one stuffed in the couch cushion. Uh Uh-huh. I knew he would. Yeah. Are any of them, like, made for a person who may or may not have a pointer finger? <laughs> you notice the trigger on this one is, it seems modified somehow. It seems like it's way back, like the, the handle and the magazine, they've been hollowed out in some way. 
Maybe it's just a really tiny handle. It's <laughs> so comfortable. Well, palm is so it's a lot easier to use for, you know, a short finger. Trying to figure out how hard it would be to shoot with the other hand. Would it be harder to shoot with your middle finger if you're missing your pointer finger on your dominant hand, or would it just be easier to learn on your non-dominant hand? I'd say you probably go with the middle, just based on yeah. seeing it in real life, personally, but... yeah. I don't know if aiming with a new arm is easy. I like learning how to do that too. Like steady, you know what I mean? Because yeah. using your middle finger is literally just like, I mean, what is that, half an inch, an inch of a shift? I would say you just probably got to be careful of how the gun works. I don't know if certain ones might catch your finger or something with a slide. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure. That part is probably worth a minus five in firearms alone. Just the way you'd have to hold your finger differently if you did switch just takes a couple monsters to level up. In his bedroom, you find a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Oh. I'm glad I just very quickly peeked in the room and it was right there on the bed. It was hanging on the wall. Oh, oh neat. Or like a full size? Full size. This is not a sawed-off. Oh, shit. Oh, Lenny. That's old Betsy. And then in the couch cushion, you find a... What's seven seven point six five millimeter revolver? Oh shit! Um, That's a big gun. I thought those were rifle rounds. I don't recognize. It's in the book. It says thirty two or seven point six five. Different country caliber, some shit. So we'll say that we'll say it's a thirty two. Thirty two. Mm. Nice. Thirty two revolver. I think all of you have revolvers, uh, except Walter, who has that weird Derringer thing. Yeah, that's a fun And uh, he's looking to get a Glock soon. Yeah, it's a gun of the future right there. Uh, <laughs> all right, these might come in handy, and I don't want anyone else just stumbling across them either. So um, I'm going to throw that shotgun under my arm, put the revolver in my pocket, mm-hmm. and keep an eye out at the front door. Okay, at the front door, you see Heather running back. Then I hand her the thirty-two. Uh, is it loaded? Oh, a, a check. Uh, yes, it was a hard pass on your luck. Yeah, it's loaded. Sweet. I say, uh, careful, it's loaded. Uh, you know what you're doing with this? Kind. I grab it super weird now, and I'm like, um, <laughs> a kind of. I don't know. I might need practice now. Just put it in your pocket. Just hang on to it. Okay, so I put it in my purse, and then I tell Thompson about. Raquel wants to meet us at the Penn Museum. She said to bring him. If we don't warm him up, he's not just dormant. He's dying. If you want him alive, we have to warm uh, him up. All right. Well, let's go get him. I'm going to have to run and get the car afterward. So we'll drag him up to the living room. Then you can find some blankets. I'll get the car. Okay. All right, so you start bundling, making Skinny Joey uh, all nice and comfy. Little burrito babe. Just wrapping them up. Yeah. Bundling my home and auto. And uh, Thompson, you remove the car? I retrieve the car, if anything. Retrieve the car. Mm-hmm. And then pull it back around towards Lenny's house? Yes. All right. Um, question about that 12 gauge. Is it uh, like a pump? Is it like a brake? It is a is pump. It lev- okay. It's a pump action shotgun. Full size, like eight shots? Let's see what it says uh, here. Eight, eight sounds like a lot. Oh, yeah. Five. Like extended barrel. Five. Sounds about right. 
says five bullets in gun. Most of the time, you can't even have that many in there when you're hunting, depending on whatever. Yeah, sometimes you're limited to a certain number of rounds in your in your gun at the time. Oh, did not know that. Anyway, when you bring the car around, what do you guys do? Start to bring Skinny Joey into the car, I'm guessing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so once I pull it back around, throw the hazards on, and um, I open the passenger door, and I help with the, uh, the drunk guy. Mm-hmm. The we kind of Bernie's. Mm-hmm. Even though he's handcuffed. And I lock Lenny's door. All right, lock Lenny's door, leave that behind. All three of you are in the T-Bird. You're heading towards the Penn Museum. I was going to suggest, uh, I mean, it's a lot to ask, Heather, but uh, you mind... Sit in the back Sit seat. in the back and uh, just... I was thinking the same thing. Just keep the gun pointed at him. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't go off accidentally. I mean, it's, it's a revolver. It takes a little bit of pull yeah. there, so... Just if he uh, has fangs and, and it lunges, whatever it is, you know, just shoot him. Don't hesitate to kill him. Just shoot him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you will get answers somewhere. I don't want both of our backs to him anyway, so... Right. Absolutely not. I was afraid enough on the way here. I don't know how you drove here with him. Just... Windows down. Maybe dead. <laughs> My own life is... Uh, comes first before answers, I guess. Is he showing any more signs of, like, getting less dead? Is he moving any? Wrap a blanket over his head. Yeah. In the back seat, you know, have him yeah. a little more bundled. Right. But not, like, too much. So, Heather, you hop in the back seat with that gun, uh, him bundled up, and uh, in the front seat you have the gun pointed to the back of his head. He's still not moving or anything. Am I in the back? I'm in the back seat with him. Yeah, okay. you're in the back okay. seat yeah. with the gun pointing towards oh, he's in the Skinny front Joey's seat. head. Yes. I think that's where he's going, isn't I it? I thought he was in the back seat. I was in the back seat with him. Thompson was driving. Oh, you're both in the yeah. back seat. Okay. My bad, my bad. I had a wrong vision in my head. Um, okay, so you're both in the back seat. You're still holding the gun on him, however. As you close the doors to the car, you start to hear police sirens. Fuck. And we're going to end the episode there. Mm. Ah, <laughs> crazy. That All right. Definitely means. That's not what I suspected or expected. Nope, me neither. Um, that definitely means. Because I really wanted to stay and like scope it out and like wait and then kill them when they came for us. I forgot all about their endless supply of resources. One of the dudes <laughs> talking through that stone was Igfil then. One of them. All right. So, guys. Um. Thank you. Yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Love ya, mean it. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. Thanks for the Dice Tower. Yeah, uh, Bad Funky, thanks for the Dice Tower. You rule, man. They're awesome. Yeah, they're pretty right. It's beautiful. Maybe cursed, but beautiful. <laughs> I think they've been working Starting out off with a triple zero. I mean, that's as Cthulhu as it gets. No, mine is killing it, but you guys either get a two or a zero. <laughs> you have to pray to it. I tried setting oh. up the altar, but apparently that wasn't enough. I need a yip sil one. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. And everyone, remember until next time that sanity is overrated.
Hi. <coughs> peas. Popping peas. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> You've nailed it that time. It's pretty good. Hi. Hi. Hope that Hi. wasn't my best one. <laughs> Wasted. Wow. Oh man, you better not. That was like a that was like a three right there. That would have been an extreme. An extreme high. <laughs> nice. I know about that. <laughs> <laughs>